0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of black girls heal. I am so happy to be with you today. And I hope that you are having a wonderful day wherever you are. So today we're going to be talking about self belief. As you know, this has been part of the topics I've been popping in and out of talking about the last few weeks, and we are going to talk about what it looks like to build positive self-belief. And one of the main things that I really want to impress on us today, that is the way that we build self-belief is not by focusing on the things that we do not want and the things that we are not, but focusing on everything that we are. I think a lot of times when it comes to building our self-worth or healing parts of our, um, you know, the parts that have negative core beliefs or the places that we doubt ourselves, we come with a laundry list. We come with a to-do list of fixing everything that's broken, fixing all the things that are imperfect and um, what we may deem to be unclean and things that are wrong with us, instead of seeing everything that is right with us. And if we come from a perspective that tells us from the onset that we're broken, that is what, that's what what—that's the lens we're always going to see. It's going to be really hard for us to be able to see from this um, already from the beginning fatalistic mindset that there is hope, that there is beauty, that there is preciousness within us because we start from the premise that we are flawed. And uh, the thing about being human is that we are always going to be imperfect. We are always, no matter how You know, I've heard me say in previous episodes, no matter how thoughtful we are, we will have times that we are careless, no matter how generous and compassionate we are, we will have moments that we are selfish, no matter how um, funny we are, we will have moments that we tell a flat joke. And even if it is not What we believe, that may be how other people perceive it. And so the only thing that can be constant, the only thing that we have control over is how we see ourselves, what we believe in ourselves, what we tell ourselves. And if that is the only thing that we actually have power and control over, it is really important for us to start with our strengths, to start with the glory that we are versus what our perceived deficits Okay, so that is what we're going to be talking about today. So let's go ahead and jump on in. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Okay, so I have a question for you. On a scale of zero to five, where zero is, I don't think about it at all, and five is I'm fully connected, how on top of your hormone health are you? If you say zero to one, it is time to build that connection. Your hormones and your cycle are central to your overall functioning and regulating your body will completely transform your mental, emotional, and physical health. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. And even though it helps for more than just menopause, Hormone Harmony is great for any horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, raising thoughts, low mood, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, bloating and gas, lower sexual desire... Hormone Harmony can help with all of those things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BGH at checkout. So, like I said, today we're going to be talking about building our self belief. And focusing on everything that we are instead of what we are not. You know, I was talking with a friend about this the other day and she said something that I really resonated with because I've done the exact same thing, is we were talking about like a personality um, test or um, um, this friend is um, also into astrology and things. And so looking at birth charts and, you know, the places in our charts that will say this is a growth area, you know, versus... uh, or basically, things to look out for, and um, she said something that I really resonated with because I've done the same thing, which is looking at um, well, these are my these are the things that are going to cause me problems. So how do I fix it? And I had to realize that whether or not you're someone who goes by Myers-Briggs or um, what's the one with the four colors? Hold on, let me Google and find out. The disc, whether or not you are a disc lover, a strengths finder, um, you take quizzes and BuzzFeed, like no matter what, (laughs) what you do. And again, you know, human design, astrology, whatever, whatever your if you belief system or a scientific breakdown category, there's always going to be areas of growth. And so there's no way to hack yourself to being perfect because there's always going to be a perceived pro and con towards what is in front of you. You're the one who decides whether or not everything that you are is good. You're the one who gets to decide whether or not everything that you are is whole, whether or not you feel complete, whether or not you feel self-acceptance towards yourself. Because if we constantly have areas of ourselves that we will disown or push away, um, the more we're going to feel disconnected and detached from ourselves. But even then, Then the question is, if you know that there are parts of yourself that you may have disowned or um, maybe feel shame or embarrassment about the way that you work through that to the point of today's episode is not to focus on necessarily how to focusing on that perceived deficit and really trying to nurture it because whatever you focus on grows. You know, many of us have already heard the parable of the wolves or the parable of the monsters, but the way that I hear it is usually the wolves. Every person has two wolves inside of them and which is the wolf. That's the strongest one. The answer is the one that you feed. So if I continue to feed thoughts of negativity, thoughts of low self-worth, thoughts of dismay, of despair, of, um, victimization of feeling like things don't ever work out for me and ruminating on that, I'm going to continue to feel that way. No matter how much I try to like do positive thoughts and things in between, I'm feeding the wolf that tells me that one, I'm not good enough. Two, things are not going to work out for me. Three, love is not possible. Four, I'm always going to be alone. Five is too late. Six, I'm too old. Eight, I'm you know, (laughs) I skipped a number, (laughs) but I'm always going to feed these things that are making me miserable. And then I'm going to have shame on top of the fact that I'm miserable. First is what would it look like to change my perspective? What would it look like to pivot and to focus on nurturing, growing and feeding the wolf, feeding the beast, feeding the, um, the entity, the creature, um, the love, the heart, the spirit, whatever image resonates most with you that feels most loving towards you feeling um, the God likeness, What would it look like for me to feed into that? What would it look like for me to focus on everything that I bring and start with strengths versus all the ways that I'm not good enough? This can be really hard to do because often we're not taught to do that. Not only in family systems that may come from backgrounds of self-neglect and uh, perfectionism and um, having to either earn your love or being ignored or being abused or um, being put against people um, never being seen because you're the one who is um, like the scapegoat or the, the family clown or the enabler and the savior. You know, there are so many different reasons why we cannot be taught this right. Or to be watching people who don't quite know how to love themselves as well. But also even outside of that, especially here in American culture, we are groomed. We are constantly given messages from every single corner of our society, of our world, of books, of music, of of signs, of jobs, of everything, and, and the trajectory that we go through in school, um, you cannot escape the messaging that tells us to hustle, to grind, to keep going, to be your best self. Even for those of us who may consider ourselves to be the most, um, you know, liberal or bohemian or relaxed and you know, creative and in the flow people, there is still the doggedness, which I even hinted on at the beginning of this podcast, where we can try to do self-development and we can try to spiritualize ourselves to be so much to where we are not content unless we are perfect. Instead of realizing that the perfection already exists here. If we can learn how to fully embrace and accept who we are now, and learn how to tap into the beauty that we have now, and knowing that that is our birthright, that's the magic cure. You know, you're not going to feel any more secure in yourself two or three years from now in therapy if part of your goal in that therapy is not for you to learn how to truly love yourself when you are winning and when you're losing, when you perceive that you're failing and when you perceive that you're winning, and for that to be the constant energy right? That no matter what, I have myself, I have my, I, I am my own, right? And so in today's episode, I'm going to talk about three things for you to keep in mind as you are doing this, as you're trying to build the self-belief. And I should probably not say trying, I should probably say as you are building versus I will try and I'll do my best. No, there is We're either going to do it or we're going to not do it. And if we are in the process of doing it, we are getting 1% better every day. The steps that we are taking, whether or not they are baby steps, big giant leaps, a little bit of a shuffle is all movement. And so, again, this goes back to our perspective and how we tell ourselves, how we prep ourselves and prime ourselves for winning. Um, And in this context, I'm about to say winning is... um, synonymous, synonymous with celebrating yourself. It's not about beating somebody else. It's not about overcompensation. It's not about um, proving that you're finally good enough. It's about realizing that you've always been there, right? And um, getting to the goal of already practicing some self-ownership and self-acceptance. So the first thing, as you're building self-belief, and you're learning to focus on everything that you are, versus the things that you are not, uh, is to look for evidence that validates that you are everything that you are, that validates that you are this amazing person. Now, This can be very hard, especially if we are so used to being self critical, and looking at the ways that we're lacking. And if we're the type of people who reach milestones, and we don't even realize it or feel it because we're really on to the next. um, If we're the type who discounts when people tell us really positive things about ourselves, because it's hard to receive. This is going to be really hard. Um, It's going to be foreign to you. But that's Doesn't mean that that's not what your goal is. Just because something is hard does not mean that that means that this is not the right way. It means that you have habitually, over two, three, four, five, six decades of your life, trained your brain how to look at all the ways that you are wrong, all the ways that you are damaged, all the ways that you are broken, all the ways that you are not good enough. And it's fed. All of this BS that is not real and the way that I know that it's real is that and I say this um, almost every episode that I talk about this is that many of you have had instances of people who have told you something beautiful and something kind and something affirming about yourself and you have dismissed it. You have dismissed it as they're just being nice or they don't really know me Or, you know, their family, they're supposed to say that their friend, they're supposed to say that or, well, they don't really know that this is what I'm like, or I'm not like that all the time. Sometimes I'm like, you have found a way to make what other people's perceptions and energy and experience of you um, wrong. And these are neutral people who really don't need to lie unless they're a scammer. And I and I think it's probably clear that I'm I would want you to dismiss anyone who's coming with negative energy, whether or not it's a scammer, a narcissist, an abusive ex, uh, unfaithful ex, um, a frenemy, you know, this also goes back to the main point for this lesson or for this bullet point of today's episode, which is we get to decide what story we want to feed. So if you are hell bent on thinking bad things about you, you will find the evidence. You will find the evidence. You will find the relationships. You will find the experiences, and you will nestle down into that. And that does not eliminate the fact that good things and good people and good love may be happening around you, but um, what the part that you want to focus on is going to outweigh the other one. So when, a, when we talk about learning to look for evidence that validates what is true, everything that you are, it can start with you writing down what are all the things that maybe maybe this is a place that we can start with the, the lack of belief and write down which one of these prompts, whichever one of these prompts feels the best for you. Everything that you are, but it's hard for you to see or everything that you want to be, but you don't quite feel like you're there yet. Right. And so now we're going to be focusing on what is the evidence that I'm either already there or I'm on my way there. You can use friends or loved ones to help um, co-sign this. You really need to retrain your brain to be happy. Okay, so I'm actually going to skip to the third point that I have written down, which is going to become the second point because it supports what you need to understand for this one, which is, this is about habit, because your body is addicted to stress and chaos. Your body is very much your brain has deeply, um, deeply wired is not the right word, but it has deeply ingrained roots and points, where something happens and then the negative thought follows something good happens and your body is trained to think of the worst case scenario for when the good thing goes away. Um, someone tells you a compliment, it has immediate response to dismiss it, whether or not you dismiss it out loud to the person or whether or not you dismiss it in your head depends on the personality and the way that you show up in the world but your brain has very well-worn roots that it uses to keep you in stress and in chaos is what's familiar to it and knows how to operate in it it is unconscious it is subconscious it is reflexive you don't even realize it's happening until you are down the road in your stress response until you're down the road in your um, hypervigilance and your paranoia and your anxiety. And by that point, you're already in crisis. So you don't really have the luxury to kind of break down. How did I get here? You know, unless you're working with someone to help you break down those thoughts, you're just trying to get out of feeling at this very low low, or, um, you know, very um, painful moment. But I think I've shared before, if I didn't share it here, I know I've shared it in my student community is, uh, you know, I got to a place when I had, you know, worked with so many people, so many coaches, so many experts, so many therapists, so many everybody, right, because I had that laundry list of all the things that were wrong with me. And I had this belief that, okay, once this is fixed, then this is going to open this part of my life. And um, either, that thing got quote unquote fixed and but I still felt bad um but by that point I didn't even notice the thing getting fixed because I was already on to the next place in my self improvement right um so either that would happen or I would notice it but I would discount it because I'm still imperfect in these other areas. And so I went down my list or I would go to this place or I go and get feedback or I try to like learn from mentors or whatever else or be open to feedback from friends and loved ones. And they would tell me positive things. And I did not want to hear the positive things so much so that I started with a couple of people saying, I know that this is what people say, but I really want um, I really want the truth. Like, I really want you to tell me, like, I want you to be real with me. Like, I want you to like, break down and let me know because I really want to be better. Um, I want to say even with my first therapist, and I'm kind of putting this together now. With my first therapist, I told him, um, I told him I did not want affirmations. Um, my love language is words of affirmations, which many of y'all know. But I told him I did not want affirmations because I felt like it was all, all bullshit. And I felt, and I, w- I didn't cuss at that point. I was still, um, I was still, you know, a little bit more religious. Um, But y'all, y'all got me where I am now. <laughs> it got me with a little bit more freedom. Um, I love God, but I cuss a little. Um, So you know, I was like, I. I'm paraphrasing for y'all, but I was like, I really like want the truth. And so now I can see that the reason why I did not want that was not just was because I could not receive that. It was possible that I was as good, loved, um, celebrated, cherished, um, seen, appreciated, uh, because I actually deserved it. Um, in my mind, it was because either people were being nice or because I worked so hard to get there, not because as who I was inherently. And because that's who I was inherently, the people who loved me saw that and would share that with me. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up, and that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products that support every garden and lawn, posted main products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for a success, com. Right. And so um, going back to my story about, you know, being, you know, being on this unending path to self self development, I finally got to one of the last people like I'm still doing self development work. I still work with coaches, I still work with other people. But my perspective has changed the energy that I have around it is not because I'm trying to be good so that I can have whatever, I know that I'm already, And these may be areas of my life that I want to have a little bit more functioning around, right. But I got to one person that I was working with. And um, it was like the thing I was like, this is the final thing, right. And I'm working with her. And she like gives me some really glowing like feedback on what I was there to work with her on. And it clicked. I was like, maybe there's nothing wrong with me. And I said it out loud to her and then I brought it back to therapy. I was like, maybe, maybe there's nothing wrong with me. Maybe I, maybe what's wrong is that I think that there's something wrong. (laughs) And if, if that's not the most dumb moment ever, um, especially for what I do, you know, I, I tell you, your healers need to be working with their own healers because, we cannot. I I am so good at reading things and like intuiting things for other people, but when it comes to me, a lot of times I'm like, "Girl, girl, <laughs> what, Oh, what is happening? Oh, what is going on?" Um, but yeah, I mean, I've my point being, I've said that so many times to people for like over a decade, but I didn't have that mo- that aha moment for myself until I ran through all those things. And so I'm trying to save y'all some time. I'm trying to take, save y'all some time and some energy for you to know that you're already good enough. And the only reason you feel like you're not good enough is because you're telling you, yourself that you are. You know, I, want, I don't remember if it was last week's episode that I talked about the disowned parts or if it was the one before, but I know I talked about it at the beginning of this of today. And it's so true. Like, you are always as a human going to be a mixed bag of experiences, you're always going to be in this flow of um, what you may consider ups and down up and down moments. So the only constant has to be your self belief and how you feel about yourself. But the way that this is connected to the habit of being addicted to stress and chaos, you know, I have had to learn, I have had to fight tooth and nail. And it has been probably one of the hardest things that I have had to do. I'm gonna list the top three hardest things that I've had to do in my healing journey. The first hard thing, and this is not the hardest thing, but it was the first big hurdle um, mm, no, it's the second one. The first big hurdle was working through codependency with my family and um stepping out of that parentification rule, and stepping into focusing on myself and not trying to be the Savior. And that was very, very hard. Because when you are parentified, and when you're the Savior, or friends, families, or otherwise, you have not only been told, you have probably seen a lot of chaos, destruction, people suffering, and you have been the one who's been the instrumental part to like, fix everything. So stepping out of that, it's it's scary because it's not even just connected to your identity. It's not just connected to your, your sense of self-worth and like, what do you do with yourself? And you don't even know how to just be a regular family member versus the fixer versus someone who saves everybody. Like you it's, it, it's confusing and threatening on so many points, but also you are waiting for the people that you have been saving to crumble you know, And that's part of the reason why you haven't done it before, because you have been told and you have seen that once you start to step away, focus on yourself, be a little bit more self-full, not selfish, self-full, and um, focus on you, uh, then, then all the crises happen. And so to step away from that and to realize, wow, everybody is still here. Everybody is still alive. Everybody figured it out. Everybody was able to figure it out without me losing my mind, losing my sanity, being depressed, um, stopping my life, stopping my goals to take care of them, right? So that was the first big hurdle. The second hurdle um, was doing no contact. And that was very hard with the addictive relationships that I was a part of and all of the um, self-wounding that was there. But even then, I'm going to say that that was not as hard. That's probably fourth on the list. Um, The second, the after the family one, the second one is probably working through my love avoidance and becoming love available and literally sharing things with people and being open and vulnerable and letting them into your life. It is feels like your skin is being pulled apart. (laughs) It is like, imagine Superman, you know, when he rips open his button down shirt to expose, um, you know, his Superman suit underneath, except what I'm pulling apart is my skin. And I just feel so freaking it is painful. Um, Putting yourself out there to be loved is painful, the risk, um, the vulnerability, the letting someone see you the um, inevitable first set of fights that happen when you're in healthy relationships with people, especially intimate relationships with people and they are, and you are reacting against, you're reacting out of fear. You're acting out of that fear of rejection. And this time, because you're aware, you have to be both aware And you have to be also be open to doing things different because a lot of times you can be fully aware you're avoided and just kind of chalk it up to the game. Like I would hate to lose you, but I understand that you may need to make that choice. But once you're not only aware, but you're open and you want to not have this happen again, there are going to be moments that you're going to sabotage that relationship and the way that is going to be repaired instead of you. All the games about trying to get them to like, you know, drop hints and trying to get them to come back and all that stuff. You put on your big girl panties, or you, you you stand up and you go to them as an adult woman. um, And you apologize, and you and you show up, and you attend to their emotions, while you also learn how to hold, hold your own truth and, and talk about, say that you were scared and to say that this was so hard and y'all just the journey of working through love avoidance to becoming love available is a beast and it is hard and it's one that you know you can constantly be learning in um but yeah so i'll i will put that as number two and then the third third one has been learning how to um reframe these thoughts learning how to not only catch the negative thoughts, but literally your brain not being able to function sometimes. And I'm just saying this so that y'all are aware that I know that it's not as simple as just be positive. That sometimes when you want to redirect your thoughts, your brain cannot compute. Well, then what's a positive alternative? (laughs) What, what is the abundant thought? What is the mindset shift? Um, And so the journey to find, There's so many different levels to even doing this is one being able to catch when you're on the negative train pattern in the first place. You being aware that you have negative thoughts does not give you the awareness to let you know how often you're doing it, which is 24 seven all day, every day. If this is an issue that you deal with Um, and all of us have different things that we may have negative persistent thoughts about. It can be about love and relationships and doom and gloom there. It can be so many of us who struggle with um, money issues, whether or not it's poverty or whether or not we have lots of money, especially according to other people, but we still feel like we're in deficit or we hoard or we... may spend compulsively. There are so many different money disorders that come with that, whether or not it comes with our self belief and whether or not we criticize ourselves or whether or not we feel good enough or whether or not we're very ambitious and successful, but there's still that hole there and there's still not enough or we have a lot of success and we have a fear of being taken advantage of or used. Like there are so many, so many pockets and so many different narratives that many of us have. And so, um, and these have been tapes that have been playing on replay for decades of our life. And so the music is in the background. It's elevator music, like we don't even notice it. And so learning how to pay attention to the to, to the tunes of it and pay attention to the notes and um, so that we can later on learn how to start to exchange the tapes <laughs> and change the radio station. Um, this is very hard. But the habit that happens with this. And the addiction part is even when you have the awareness, you know what the tune is, you know where it comes from, you know, um, what it looks like. You you when you're at that crossroads about what do I believe? And what do I say? Which thought do I want to nurture? Part of this journey, y'all, especially when it comes to focusing on what you want to be true, is many of us have been operating backwards, waiting for what we want to be true to be real and tangible in front of us. And then you can't believe and you are not going to be able to the reason why that's not going to work is because if you had it right in front of you, you would not be able to see it and experience it. Going back to the example, like the basic example that I know everyone who listens to this can relate to having someone give you a compliment on something that you don't feel good about, and you can't receive it. So you have literally already had the experience of someone giving you affirming you telling you seeing in you exactly what you want to be. But because you don't believe it to be true, you will push it away. And that will happen with all the things in our lives. And so that's why you have heard so many people from religious folks to spiritual folks to atheist folks and everybody in between. Right. Talk about saying what you want, speaking in faith, calling it out, declaring what you want, being so mindful about what you say to yourself and say to others, because that's the only way that things are going to change. And um only recently, I've been working on this stuff for so long, only recently, did I learn these concepts in a different way. I've always, you know, been living by these concepts. But like I said, like there's different levels to where something unlocks a new understanding. And I understood these concepts in a different way. So I was able to start speaking about these things, you know, in a different way. And when I tell you the changes that happened, were like, almost immediate, it's almost like, we were waiting, you know, and I, I am still working on this, right? Like it's um, not perfect. Staying consistent when you have been doing things in a certain for a certain amount of time can be really hard, but that doesn't mean that you stop. It doesn't mean you give up. It means that you keep on going, okay? So again, number two um, about learning how to focus on what you are, not on what you are not, is realizing that this is a habit and that your body is addictive Addicted to negative thoughts and negative beliefs, which goes to the third one. The third thing that I want to share about building positive self belief and focusing on what you are um, is probably actually, I probably actually hit on this in talking about the other two, but you need to rehearse these beliefs. You need to say these things to yourself all day, all the time. Um, when you're not triggered, when it's just a regular Tuesday morning, When you are having coffee, when you are having the time of your life, when you are laying in bed before you go to sleep, you need to rehearse these positive beliefs, this focus on who you are, um, focus on what you are, focus on what you're growing and what you're nurturing. You need to do this all of the time because you're retraining your brain, you're retraining your heart, you're retraining your spirit what I wanted to say earlier about the habit thing that I don't think I brought up after I had that epiphany that I was like, um, maybe I've always been enough (laughs) and maybe it's me when I brought it to my um, therapist the next week, she kind of just looked at me knowingly and um, you know, she was like, yeah. And then, you know, she was the one who really emphasized and talked about, you know, the nervous system and, you know, um, you know, how our body will react and um, go into this fight or flight mode and all that stuff. And I I actually, I've been thinking I need to have a polyvagal expert to come and talk about body work and everything just because it is not the language I use all day every day to talk about these things. Um, Obviously, I am aware and I integrate it, but I'm not an expert. And I really want someone to come and break down somatic experiencing and body work and polyvagal theory in a way that is um, accessible and uh, by accessible, I mean that it can be easily understood because there are a lot of people who teach it and who are considered experts, but I'm like, break that down a little bit more. So I have a few people in mind, but um, in short, she was able to connect it to like, yeah, this is your body. Your nervous system is not used to being um, in neutral territory. Your nervous system is used to being very hyper vigilant and hyper aware and looking for worst case scenario. Your, your body is used to uh, surviving and it's not used to thriving. So anytime you get close to thriving, there's a part of you that wants to find what the problem is. There's a part of you that wants to run, because thriving is a very big emotion. Thriving is a very um, uncontrollable emotion, too, right? Um, and when you're in survival mode, you you got plans on top of plans, right? You are you are in control. You are in power. No matter, even if there's a hurricane outside, you got water, you got food, you got boards, you got tissue paper. Like you you know how to survive. And when you take a survivalist out and put them in luxury, they, they don't know what to do with themselves, right? Like it's too easy. And so it really is about retraining your body and teaching yourself and believing that it's okay for things to be easy. It's okay for you to be happy. Um, and so those are all the reasons why focusing on what you are and the good that you are can be hard you can want to you could you could be tempted if what i've been sharing here resonates with you you can be very tempted to be like okay i'm going to focus on everything i am and i'm also going to work on you know just my my negative thoughts too because i don't want them to get in the way of these positive thoughts and girl you're cheating you're cheating i'm encouraging you to focus on only the good in your life and trust And trust that in doing that, that is what's going to multiply and grow. That you're not going to be caught off guard by some crisis that's going to come and sweep you off your feet. um, And that you're going to lose everything because you didn't keep an eye out behind you. You have been looking for that wolf and that monster to take you out for a long time and you're still here. And not only are you still here, things have always worked out. So what if we shifted our belief to... I know that no matter what, things always work out for me. So it is safe for me to focus on fill in the blank, right? And to build, build your trust there. And I know it's easier said than done, but that is my encouragement for all of you for this week. If this has been exactly what you needed, I'm so happy to hear that. If this has been exactly what you needed and you want some more support with this, uh, a month from now, we are still having, I'm still hosting our Reclaiming Me workshop. I know I haven't talked about it a lot here because I was really focusing on talking about the open house. But on October 21st, um, in a full day workshop, I will be live in Charlotte, North Carolina, talking about how to reclaim parts of ourselves that we feel like we have lost and today's episode is so connected to those themes of not really being able to see yourself the way that you truly are and learning how to own um, and embody every everything that you hope to have in this lifetime when it comes from self belief, to love to hope, and feeling restored after you may have had a lot of life di- disappointments that have taken those away or felt like it's taken those away. We are taking a deep dive into that um, together on October 21st, And so there are virtual tickets available for those who want to grab a last minute spot. um, And you get lifetime access to the recordings and all the materials that you will learn during that day. So um, and there may be a couple of other bonus workshops that come along with that uh, for people who enroll um, to supplement your learning to make sure that you are not just coming to an event and getting all jazzed up and everything, but that that you can actually apply it when you leave. So, um, you can learn more about that by going to BlackGirlsHeal.org/reclaim. Um, it has all the more information about that day, what you're going to learn, what that entails, um, and then for everyone else who has been listening to me talk about the recovery school and you're like, Oh yeah, I forgot you did say you're having an open house for that too. Um, that is my long-term program. That is how I help women go deep into healing from the things that I talked about today, the love addiction, the love avoidance, the codependency, the finding yourself, the finding your values. i um, having tools for your everyday life. That is my specific coaching program. And I'm having an open house on Wednesday, September 20th, so in two days, well, in a day from when I'm when y'all will hear this. So in two days from the time I'm recording it on October 20th, Wednesday, at 630pm CST, I'm having an open house. Um, wait, uh, Yeah, I think it's 630pm CST. I'm having an open house, where I am talking about the recovery school, but I'm breaking down what all these archetypes look like what it looks like to be loved. Balance to be love available to be love nourished and how the program could help if you choose to enroll. So um, this is my last chance to remind the folks here on the podcast to join. So we'll love to have you there and to see you there um, to join our September cohort. So you can go to blackgirlsheal.org openhouse open uh, house. If that is more in your speed of what you're needing. And either way, I would love to see you at our workshop or at the open house um, to join our program. So that is it for now. I'm sending you all so much love and I will see you in the next one. As always, take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsor.